Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, March 24th, episode 91, Flag on the Play. We're back. National Chocolate-Covered Raisin Day. I think in the past we had yogurt-covered raisin or, like, something of the sort, but I saw chocolate-covered raisin and figured we should just run back the raisin convo. You a big fan, Alex? Yeah, let me just get my bucket so I can vomit here. Um, Yeah, chocolate-covered raisins are not my favorite. I'm more of a yogurt-covered guy um, when it comes to fruits, but... Raisins aren't, aren't, I'm not a big raisin guy, i got to say. Not a raisin guy. Interesting. Nah. Adam, are you a raisin guy? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're bad. Um, I thought in the past we had, did we talk about pretzels or was it raisins? Pretzels. Yeah, pretzels, you're right. Either way, both pretty good. Um, but yogurt covered is definitely better than chocolate covered when it comes to the raisins for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that's what we're going with then. I'm a yogurt-covered guy as well. I think if Owen were here, which he's not, he's out again today. It's his last absence. He'll be back on Sunday. But I think if he were here, he would probably talk about how much he enjoys chocolate-covered raisins because, Mm. I mean, I think he doesn't really have taste buds, but it is what it is. Uh, 91 episodes deep, almost getting to 100. It's kind of crazy. We're coming up quick, so it's almost going to hit a year here. Um, we said on the last show that we were running out of days to talk about football and Deshaun Watson had been traded and it was going to be the draft. And then that was going to be pretty much it into the darkness. Well, I was wrong. Um, there's a lot of football still going on. And today we woke up and in the matter, like, I don't know how you guys got the news of the Tyree kill trade, but I was talking to Alex about it before the show and I like woke up and it was just done. It was like there was no rumors before. There was no conversation about like buzz. People just had no idea this was coming. So pretty shocking. But he does go to the Dolphins. The return back is the 29th pick, the 50th pick, two-fourths and a sixth. And then Miami immediately extended him, made him the highest paid receiver in the NFL, four years, 120. Adam, you had an interesting take on this one pretty much immediately. What, What were you thinking? Uh, I didn't think it was that interesting. I think the Dolphins are still going to suck. Um, I They paid way too much for Tyreek. This doesn't really... I mean, we have this conversation. Obviously, he's not like he's much better than Cedric Wilson. But we had this conversation when they got Cedric Wilson. Oh, and wow. I just, think, I just think the quarterback definitely limits them and getting like paying that much money for a big receiver when your team already has a pretty bad roster and you had the most Mickey Mouse seven-game win streak of all time last season, I don't think it's worth it. And I think this is just bad news for the Dolphins. Wow. That's an interesting take because I haven't seen many people take it that way. Alex, are you feeling a little more optimistic? I like it a little bit more for the Dolphins. You know, you guys know I'm not a huge picks guy. Um, and it's not like they got like a lottery pick or anything else. Um, basically, when you look at it, it's basically two second round picks and some additional stuff too there. Um, but I think anytime you can get like a top three wide receiver, I think you go out and get him. And I honestly like just respect the Dolphins offseason this year. They also signed probably the the most sought out free agent this year in Teron Armstead um, to shore up that offensive line a little bit, help two out. And um, I think it's uh, it's a make it or break it year now. I guess maybe we're saying this for the second time now for Tua. 
but it's like, Hey, we got you like offensive line help. Um, you got Waddle and Hill. Um, I kind of like their backfield too. They've got like just a bunch of guys there too, um, that they've, that they've signed that could, you know, be special. Um, so I like it more and, and I guess it's kind of just like a prove it thing for two and outs. Like if you can't do it after this year, then like we got to move on. Yeah, and you could add offensive coach to that too, obviously getting Mike McDaniel. And I think there's sort of some weird similarities, not necessarily weird, but he's basically just recreating the 49ers over there. They get two pretty dominant receivers with Hill and Waddle. I mean, Waddle by himself is what he is, but when you get Hill beside him, he's going to be a difference maker. So you could sort of pair that to like a Debo type thing with Hill because you can use the guy whatever way you want to use him. Get a pretty good tight end. I'm not sure how you feel about Mike Kosicki. He's probably not George Kittle, but you know, maybe he could be. I don't know. I don't. He want can get to the job it. done. Yeah. Uh huh. It's not and horrible. Yeah, not terrible. And they get that running back sort of platoon situation, like you were talking about, where they can just rotate guys in and out. And even they kept Mostert, brought him over, and right down to you know, kind of a bad quarterback. So it mm-hmm. it works out both ways. I do agree that this is kind of it I, for uh, Tua. If he can't put it together with this, then it's going to be tough because he's got no excuses anymore I think from the Chiefs side though I mean it all really like it's pretty self-explanatory Patrick Mahomes made seven million dollars last year this year he's making 37 next year he makes 46 they're gonna have to lose guys like this when Tyree Kill comes in and says hey I want to be the highest paid receiver in the league they don't really have a choice it's like all right then I guess we got to trade you I'm sure I know their receiver room is looking pretty bear right now it's looking like a lot of juju but i'm sure they'll get guys in the draft and stuff which they're gonna need to do when you pay a quarterback this much do you think they could sort of come back to the pack next year do you think this trade means like they're gonna fall off that top plateau that they've been on the last couple years i think this is really good for the chiefs and they got like pretty much exactly what they needed out of this trade because you're paying your quarterback 10 years 500 million so you're gonna need like obviously you have them for a while you're going to need to get cheap players that are decent and serviceable around him. So late first round pick, like mid second round pick. And they just have so many draft picks now that they can kind of draft a bunch of players, figure out who's decent enough to keep and keep those guys on cheap contracts. And then eventually once those guys get too expensive, just redo the process over and over until you get rid of Mahomes 10 years from now or whatever. So I just think this is pretty ideal for the chiefs and it worked out great for them. Yeah, I agree with Adam that, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are obviously done with the luxury of, you know, paying Mahomes peanuts and then being able to build a super competitive roster all around. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It's it's still, like, he, he's such a good player, and I think he's such a, like, I'm going to I'm gonna save our ass uh, type player when it's like, you know, you need a first down. And it's it's most of the time it's always Tyreek, and if it's not Tyreek, it's Kelsey because Tyreek is such a threat. Um, and then, I don't know, like, you know, they're going to have to do their work, do their homework and draft some, some wide receivers that can make an impact there. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they drafted McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson and like maybe second round, third round. Those guys are God awful. Well, um, you have Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, he's, he's on your radar. Now. Heat. Heat. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant Demarcus Robinson was good and McCole Hardman's bad. Um, um, and, uh, Pro Football Focus tweeting um, Juju WR1 was blasphemy today. That's that's embarrassing. Come yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> I I think I'm agreeing with you that it would be a little more promising. Like this is how they're gonna have to play it. There's yeah. no doubt they're yeah. gonna have to hope they hit on the guys in the draft. But Tyreek Hill was where he was in the draft because 
He's got a whole laundry list of personal issues. And the last couple of years, they haven't had much success finding guys. They haven't. And the only guys that they did have success with were guys like Hill, like Kareem Hunt, same type of thing, guy with a whole bucket of personal problems. Yes. So they're going to have to take chances on guys like that if they want to get back to that point. But, it, you know, Adam, I saw your boy Theo Ash was talking about how you don't win in the league by paying quarterbacks. You just, like Matt Stafford yeah. made $19 million last year. Brady always takes pay cuts. Rookie rookie deal for Wilson and Mahomes when they won. So paying him this much money, it just it's going to be a big problem for them, which is why, I mean, it seems like it could be the Charger year. I don't mean to make predictions right mm-hmm. now, but now or never. Uh, Matt Ryan. 15-year tenure with the with the Falcons. almost said with the Colts. If he gets 15 years with the Colts, I'll fall out of my chair. Uh, he's come to the come to an end on the Falcons. Traded to the Colts for a third-round pick. Another pretty surprising move. I see a lot of people probably being more positive about this than I am. Uh, Odell Beckham took to Twitter. I, know, I bet you didn't think I was going to say Odell Beckham, but he took to Twitter and he said, quote, bruh, I really think Matt Ryan to the Colts was actually fire emoji. I think bro will elevate and do something special over there. You guys agreeing with that? Is this a big move? Yeah, um, I'm. I think Matt Ryan's really good, and I'm gonna take back what I said on the last show that I feel bad for the Colts fans because this is like the best it could have gone. You're kind of in like you have a really good roster, and now you're getting a really solid quarterback, in my opinion. I know Phil does not think Matt Ryan's good, and that's a bit of a guilty i don't know how good of a take that is but um he's definitely good and i feel like people just think he's bad because he plays on a bad team and i know owen agreed with me last season that he's like the only reason the falcons get wins so seeing him on a good roster now it's gonna be scary yeah i love the trade actually too i like it more than when they they, they brought in philip rivers i still think matt ryan's got you know a couple years left in the tank and I don't know. I don't think he has to be spectacular for them. I think he just has to be good, like just good enough. Um, we know how good their offense is. Um, he's got a young guy in Taylor, just, you know, rely on him, if anything. Um, and that defense is still good. Didn't lose any pieces there, really. Um, so I, I like it because he's surrounded with the talented roster with, where he didn't, you know, he didn't really have anything in Atlanta. Um, and, and like Adam said, he was still able to win in some like shootouts um win some games so i i like it a lot for the colts and it's i think it's a huge upgrade over carson wentz um which is what i like the most so um and i and i also like it more than them going after baker um i, li- I like ryan he's a more mature guy and i think you know that that um is something important that you can have in the locker room this is like really similar to matt stafford to the rams i just want to say it i think you it's think like, so i think it's pretty like you went from golf to matt stafford like decently big upgrade on a team that's already good that was like borderline playoff team and that's pretty much what's happening with the colts right now they got a huge upgrade at quarterback with an already really good roster so i think it's kind of a i think a couple things can be true here at least from my opinion i think it is a good trade i mean the the Panthers traded two second round picks for sam darnold so only trading a third round pick for matt ryan's pretty good um I still think he might just be washed. I, I, I personally am not really much of a fan. Uh, I hadn't really seen any sparks from him last year that made me think, okay, that guy's still got something. I was sort of anti the Stafford trade too, so you can put me yeah. down as sort of a skeptic to these bad teams with quarterbacks. But I think 
the Colts themselves are a good team. They have a good roster, but I'm not sure that he can like bring them up to another level from where they already are. I don't think he's that type of quarterback. I, I think is he I think he's worse than Derek Carr. Like I don't think he's like on that level of quarterbacks. I think he's in I disagree. that Okay, well, I think he's in that middle tier. Personally. I think this is also a really bad trade for the Falcons. Um, like probably the a terrible trade for the Falcons. He was the only good piece on their team, and um, they only got a third round pick for it. And he also has, I saw, like the most dead, like the most cap hit of any player that's not on a team anymore. Like he's costing them a ton of money. Yeah, his ghost costs forty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, I uh-huh. I can't even explain that. It it definitely lacks a lot of sense, and we can just group the Marcus Mariota thing into this because they signed him two year contract. I think they might be trying to go zero and seventeen. <laughs> this is a, this is a terrible terrible situation. I saw like the depth chart, and it was like Marcus Mariota, Cordero Patterson, <laughs> receiver. They don't even have one. I would say Russell Gage, but they don't even have him anymore. Yeah. And then it Kyle Pitts. It's it's three. They saw they were fixing the charts, so Cordell Patterson's number one running back and receiver is what they're saying. Yeah. I don't understand the trade from their perspective. I don't know why they're so like giddy to get off Matt Ryan, um, but I guess, I don't know, five, 15 years is a long time. Yeah, I heard what happened is they were trying so hard to get Deshaun Watson that it made Matt Ryan feel underappreciated. And I, apparently they even wanted to trade away their only defensive player, AJ Terrell, to get Deshaun Watson, which even if they did that, that wouldn't that wouldn't have been good either. So I don't know what that team's doing. I love I love Cal Pitts going um things are about to get scarier or whatever he did. And I mean it's a since <laughs> since been deleted tweet. But I mean you go from Deshaun Watson to Marcus Mariota, that's always tough. And once again, man, backup quarterbacks, people forget. Like he had that one like sick game in like I don't know, 2020, 2019 against the Chargers that one time. Oh, yeah. And everyone was like, whoa, pay this guy. He is a starting QB. So if you're not, you know, Baker, sitting a year might not be so bad, dude. Get in for one game against a bad team, light him up, and then you'll be a starting quarterback the next year. That's literally what he needs to do. We've been saying it for weeks. He can't go around saying, I need to be a starter. Dude, the best thing that could happen to you is like, go hold Aaron Rodgers' clipboard for six months, and then people be like, oh, he did win a playoff game on the road. Like, oh, yeah. and he was one possession loss in Arrowhead the next yeah. week. So let's pick him up. Uh, Four-year deal. Baker Mayfield uh, update as we keep talking about him here. Uh, apparently, I've never heard this term before. According to Aaron Wilson, he and the Panthers have a, quote, mutual disinterest in working together. I've heard of a mutual interest. I've never heard of a mutual disinterest. I understand the disinterest from the Panthers' point of view. Uh, not so much from his. I think that might be his only chance. That or the Seahawks. So, anything on mutual disinterest gate here? Um, <clears throat> This was kind of... Uh... One of my one of my things that I'm going to talk about later, I guess, but I guess I'll talk about it now. Um, I think I, I don't think the Panthers should be disinterested. Like I, you got you got nobody really left here. I don't know. That's what, fair. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, I, I could maybe understand Baker not being interested, but the Panthers, you guys are acting like you have like choices. Like uh, you're acting like Deshaun Watson like didn't just get traded two days ago. They're like still late on the news. Um, <laughs> Sam Darnold's like the worst quarterback I've seen in my life. Like that guy is so bad. Like give me Ian book over him. Um, so I'm not too sure why they're acting like, you know, they've got options here. I, if you, I, I have PJ, I, PJ oh Walker, God. don't forget yeah. if Owen was it, here, he would let you know. 
man, give me a break. I'd, I'd honestly t- just take Baker. Like, give me Baker. I, Baker to the Panthers would be great, but too bad it's a mutual disinterest. Um, I'm on the other side. I understand the disinterest from the Panthers. I mean, I'm sure Baker is asking for quite a bit of money to uh, make your team probably the same. So I understand why you wouldn't want him, but I don't understand why Baker wouldn't want to go there. Actually, I kind of understand. He's probably just too cocky to want to play for the Panthers. So, You know if he goes there, he would like have tweets within the hour like, I'm ready to turn this thing upside down. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Carolina, get ready. Like, and the you, Twitter oh, would be Oh, you like, liked Cam Newton. Wait till yeah. you see me. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter yeah. would be like Cam and Baker comparisons. Oh, yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, so how I fast does he? Happen. How fast is he making a State Farm commercial in their stadium? I think within 24 hours. With that big there. panther thing roaming around in, yeah. in there. Oh, that's just yeah. my pet cat. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think <laughs> yeah, we just wrote like the commercial. Um, I think so. I, you said Sam Darnold's the worst quarterback ever. Like we've just said a hundred times, wait till he gets a year off and somebody talks themselves mm. back into him because they'll have the cowherd gospel yeah. preaching down their neck saying, oh, he's big and he was good at USC. Big arm. Yeah. Uh, it's coming. Former uh, linebacker. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing in a quarterback. I'm, <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, Al Michaels, officially official uh, the graphic came out this morning on the move to amazon thursday night football him and kirk herb street will be doing it long rumored long rumored but this officially means that mike Tirico taking over sunday night football with chris collinsworth they said that michaels will continue to call the nbc playoff games because nbc and amazon have a relationship so that's all that i care about al has signed a three-year deal which means he'll announce till he's 80 um um, listen, I love it. It'll make, bring a little credibility to Thursday Night Football, but Sunday Night Football just won't be the same. I think this is a overall positive move for the viewers because Monday Night Football got better. True. Thursday Night Football got better. Fact. And Sunday Night, slightly worse, but still like good enough, right? So Owen, If Owen was here, he would say he's not a Tariko guy. Yeah, Owen would let us know. But I think overall, two positives and then one small negative. That's a positive move for the league. So I like this. Yeah, NFL is doing a great job. Like Adam said, they're kind of just spreading it around because Monday and Thursday night football were <clears throat> lacking a bit, I feel like. But when you add them now, like Thursday night football is kind of sick. Like yeah. just with Al making the calls, it's good. Um, and then sure, Sunday night got bit worse but i wouldn't you know like i'm still watching sunday night football and i and i still like mike Tarico as a, as an announcer so um yeah i'm good with it and they kept collinsworth so yeah exactly it's fine by me it's your pass rush is he still gonna do the slide <laughs> i think he should retire it i think he retired yeah i think he's retiring it mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta just let it die with with him and al that's the way it should go all right off of football, last show we sort of had to let the dust settle on this on the March Madness because 48 games in four days, it's hard to break it down when you're just a couple guys like us when, you know, it all kind of blends together. Uh, but now that we're into the Sweet 16 this weekend, which is very exciting, love this weekend, uh, you can sort of get a clear direction on the way things are going. Usually a lot of betting pools will say, hey, come back in now, Sweet 16, do some new bets. Um, I personally am in on that this year, but 
I think this. I think the best way we can do this is, Adam, I know some of your teams are still alive, so your picks won't change. I don't even think Alex did a bracket. So <laughs> let's... <laughs> I think Alex talked a big game with Ethan and then just didn't do one. So uh, I think the best way we can do this is, I'll tell you the teams that are going at it in, the, in each conference, and then we'll just pick our own personal Final Four because I think it's... I think it's fair that we make some new picks. What do you think? Cool. I love that. Love that. Let's do it. Yeah, my picks won't change, but I think it's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, in the East, you'll probably change over there because UCLA is playing Purdue this weekend. And then, North or Carolina. sorry, no, UCLA playing North Carolina this weekend. And then Purdue playing St. Peter's, which St. Peter's, Doug Edert, I saw he signed a NIL with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and then an NIL with Barstool Sports. I don't think anybody's going to know him in four days, so profit while you can. But the Buffalo Wild Wings promo is sick, so uh, I think out of honor, I can't pick I'll take Purdue. Okay. Uh, Coming out of the East, I'll take North Carolina. I was super impressed with their Baylor win. Um, Mm. Just dominated those guys, honestly. I loved it. Um, So... I'm going to I'm going to take North Carolina. This is the only one where my picks not still alive, so I'll take UCLA cuz of that song. Oh, you like that? You she from UCLA yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good one. She just trying to party. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh I'm a big Royal Ivy guy with Purdue, so that's my guy. Uh in the West, we got the Zags going up against Arkansas. I picked Arkansas to make the final four last year. I might even pick them to win the whole thing and then they like lost like immediately. Uh, so uh, that was tough. So I'm not going to pick them. And then we also have Duke against Texas Tech. This is just one, two, three, and four still alive. Adam, I'm sure you're going Texas Tech. Yeah, I'll go Texas Tech. Uh, number one defense in the nation according to advanced stats. Advanced stats according to Ethan. So I never fact-checked him, but I'll believe it. So okay. let's go <laughs> Texas Tech. Uh, I'll go with my guy Adam here. I'll go Texas Tech here. Let's too. go. New coach heat and um and like number one defense so and i can't stand duke or gonzaga so um texas tech ending coach k's little freaking retirement tour here would be great i i hope for texas tech i think i'm going to take gonzaga overall i like when gonzaga makes the finals and then loses in the finals oh yeah yeah it's like a good little annual thing so i'm hoping they can do it again did you see them celebrating in the locker room after their win it was a little bit cringe if you ask me like what was, coach it? was like he was like doing handstands in the locker room they were like spraying water everywhere i'm like you guys are a number one seed like <laughs> this is supposed to happen but okay so, yeah, yeah you definitely guys didn't help me like them more you guys had a huge comeback win yeah uh-huh <laughs> um in the south we got arizona another one which was owens pick to win it also if he was here he would be on them we got them against houston we got villanova against number 11 michigan still going michigan alex what are you thinking here um, I'm going to go with, <clears throat> damn, this is a tough one because there's some good teams here. Um, Villanova's Villanova's good. I think they could beat Michigan cause they're just like, I watched some of these Villanova games and they just dominate you in the paint. Like everyone there is just huge and enormous and you can't stop them. It's like a little eighty um, style. It's like we're just gonna get good offense, eat the shot clock. Exactly. Eat the shot clock. Arizona had a bit of a scare. Um, TCU. TCU scared them a little bit there. Uh, I think, I think I'm gonna go Houston. There you go. I just named two teams and then ended up picking Houston. I'll go Houston. Nice, well, exotic. What yeah. are you thinking, Adam? Uh, I have Arizona beating Michigan here, so I'll go Arizona. 
Nice. You're still you got the bracket still intact. That's nice. Yeah. If you picked Michigan this far, way to go. Yeah, uh, just cuz uh I have a shirt that you bought me. I did buy you when I went yeah. to the final four four years ago. Because I picked them. You year. did. Let's Good go. for you. Mo Wagner. Speaking of shirts from that final four, I've got a Villanova shirt. So I'm <laughs> going to go with Villanova. Um, in the Midwest, there's Kansas going up against Providence and Miami going up against Iowa State. I see no reason why I shouldn't just pick Kansas here. Is that a little too straight arrow Gennaro or I mean they're going up against a four and then they get to play a ten or an eleven even though Miami is good I, I still like Kansas what do you guys think? No I'm I mean, going with Kansas here Yeah same this is the same Miami that retired the turnover chain right? Yeah same one. So we can't take them obviously and uh, Iowa State's an eleven so I'll stay away from that so let's go Kansas I like, I like choosing to stay away from eleven Iowa State <laughs> But loving eleven Michigan, Adam, that was interesting. <laughs> um, so that's that's a quick sweet sixteen for everybody. Again, it's tough that Owen goes away for the mar- week one March Madness and then the sweet sixteen. Tough, mm. but he'll be back on Sunday. Uh, quickly, NBA. Jamal Crawford retired. I know he's been a subject of some jokes on this podcast over the last couple months, uh, but I will say, sick player in his day loved loved some jamal crawford on the clippers big fan i know alex you're also probably a fan so what comes to mind when i say the name there um just that absolutely nasty crossover and those like i think i think he always wore like shorts that were maybe a size bigger than everybody else um yeah he loved his shorts kind of going down over his knees um and he, <clears throat> he was just one of those guys where like i'd always text phil when i was like 13 14 years old like like Jamal Crawford when he's cooking is like maybe the best player in the NBA. <laughs> like, like I'm not even joking, dude. Like those two minutes when he just decides to turn it on and score like eight points. Oh my God. There was nothing. Electricity. Like it. it was electricity. So um, for sure, one of my favorite players of all time and those Clipper days were probably the best. He was unstoppable. Definitely. Definitely. So shout out. Good career. Uh, Miami Heat are dead last in steals and blocks, but still have a top five defense. They've taken 50 more charges than everybody else. They're by far the number one seed in the East these days. They've ran up above everybody. Alex, do you think they could win the win the East? Do you think they're for real? It's almost like they have Kyle Lowry on their team taking all those charges. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not uh, super ready to commit to the Heat. To, to make it out of the East. Um, I still think that the Nets are still my favorite. Like, I still think the Nets are super dangerous. Um, Simmons, if he comes back or not, I really don't care at this point. If I just hope they can get Kyrie, um, which is still looking a little bit heat. But if they get Kyrie and Durant, I think that's enough. Still love Milwaukee. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 100% ready to commit to the Heat just because, like, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, like Butler's just kind of been in and out like this whole year. Like I, every every time I'm like checking the Heat score, it's like Butler's been out with this. Butler's been out with that. Um, I don't think he was really the same player he is. You know, he was two years ago. Like since February, he was, he's shooting nine percent from three. If that's what you were wondering. Yeah, and I think you need the three ball in in you know in the playoffs. Obviously, that's I'm no like that's just like what you need. You need the three ball. And I don't think he's anywhere near where he was in his like 76ers days. I think that was the best version of Jimmy Butler I've ever seen in his 76ers days. So um, I still think there's better teams. I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn are better. Adam politely raised his hand as you were speaking there. So it's very rare when Adam has an Mm. NBA take, so cherish it. I don't have a take. I have a question. Okay. Um, Who starts out point guard for this team? Because you said they have Kyle Lowry. But don't they have the guy that Owen loves, the white kid? 
I think he comes off the bench. Literally. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, he's coming off the bench. Yeah. That is tough for you. Yeah. Adam likes to know all five guys, and then it's a big bonus if they're all starting. That's a huge yeah. perk. Um, LeBron James, red hot, uh, 38 point triple double in Cleveland on Monday. Alex, you texted me and said that you wouldn't be opposed to him winning MVP, which. I am opposed. I think there's a couple guys who are much higher up on the hierarchy because his team's in 10th place, but I see what you mean. It's a stacked year, so to me, like, Giannis, uh, Embiid, and uh, Jokic are impenetrable top three MVP. You got to have them top three in any order, whatever it is, and then I think probably he's in that DeRozan... Doncic, Morant tier for me. And that says a lot considering his team's intent, but he's been so spectacular. I think he can crack the top five. Yeah, I, I think he should crack the top five. I think, um, I don't know, I just feel like he's been playing just so good. And and obviously he's not going to win it just because the Lakers are ninth and their and their seed is so horrible. But I can't not appreciate like the last month or so, um, or last couple months, how, how well he's been playing. Um, so, and just like at his age, this is just phenomenal stuff. And I watched some highlights on uh, the Cleveland game, like a, a couple times he would like just go down, go fadeaway runner, like from the baseline, like in Kevin Love and Mobley's face. Like we don't even have to talk about the Kevin Love dunk, but like it was just vintage stuff. So, um, yeah, like you said, there's definitely stronger candidates, but LeBron is, is, oh my God, it's just playing at such a high level right now. The, the tweet about, oh, I hope I'm not, you know, no, I hope my wedding invite isn't lost in the mail. Like, okay, buddy, we get okay. it. You, you dunked him into the Earth's core. You don't have to take a victory lap. It's okay. Yeah. You're good. Our guy, our guy Wendy, was saying actually that uh, for LeBron's GOAT debate, now obviously that's, this would probably be a whole like different episode for a podcast, but he was saying his argument, which I think makes sense, is that no one has been this, this good for this long. Well, that will be his argument, yes. And, and that, I think that's a completely fair argument. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk rings, then, like, I mean, Bill Russell wins the debate, right? So, I don't know. It's true. I Ultimately, for me, I'm a LeBron guy. Let me get out in front of this and say I'm a huge LeBron okay. guy. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I just Clearing need to make that up. clear before I say this. To me, it's obvious what he's doing. The team isn't good. The team's going nowhere. He's scoring as much as he can so he can get the scoring record and do just run laps on this on second place. He wants to build up the all-time lead so high that nobody will ever touch it, which he will end up doing. He will set the record, and he will do it in the next couple of years, and then he'll keep scoring after that. But to me, this is like he could always do this whenever he wanted to. I always knew he could do this. Like It's not like new knowledge to me. It is still crazy that he's doing it in year like 19, but still... I mean, he is capable of this. He has been his whole career. Um, on Monday, Sham Sharnia says that Zion Williamson is not expected to return to the court this season. Then on Tuesday, he Instagrammed stories of the video of him throwing down a ridiculous dunk. And he looked in pretty good shape, too. He wasn't looking, like, big. Um, so I don't know what to make of that one. That was kind of a... Uh, who knows throw your hands up in the air but then we also said mark stein say that uh, Z- uh dame lillard is definitely out the remainder of the season we knew that kind of to begin with but well i thought he'd come back for like uh the trailblazers playoff push yeah exactly maybe oh. push in for the play-in yeah yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. he was really rehabbing hard for that yeah um, you th- which one do you think is more likely to move teams in the off season oh um zion yeah i think i think zion um like, so you I'm think not he's a- not coming back no, I don't think 
think he's coming back. I think like Lillard, I thought Lillard was like a little, little bit of a jokester there with all his like, I'm staying in Portland, but like uh, this guy's like not kidding. He's like, dead he, ass serious. He's dead ass serious. Like, like he's down to waste a couple years of his career for lottery picks and then like retry this whole thing, which is insane to me. Um, I think the Zion stuff, like there's too much smoke. I'm, I'm not really a fan of him leaving the Pelicans. I like, I've been on record. I've said, I think they have a competitive enough team for him now, but um yeah, I just think it's 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 a toxic situation there for both sides, and I think he'll leave. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's going to come back. I really do, because I think the Pelicans are going to win that play-in because they're good, and I think mm. he's going to be in the playoffs. That's my guess, but I'm a Zion guy, so I, I choose to see the good and things. It's time. So Twitter celebrated a big birthday this week. Let's go. It celebrated its 16th birthday, and I thought there's no better way to break this down than to decipher through a Sweet 16, because it is Sweet 16 weekend as well, of the greatest sports tweets of all time. Mm. I think there's no better way to do this. Now, what we're going to do here is it's like the most iconic, you know, and they're from pro athletes, so you can choose whatever criteria you want to make you happy, Um, but we're going to cipher through this Sweet 16. You boys boys into this? So down, so down. You got to vote too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh let's go. So the first one up is the football division. So I found NFL tweets mm. right here. And the first one, it's the number one seed. It requires a little backstory. 2011, the Bills are playing the Steelers in overtime. And you know who Stevie Johnson is? Mm-hmm, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was like a big receiver in his day, like a Sammy Watkins of his day. And uh, I'm not sure why that's the big receiver I thought of. But he dropped like a wide-open touchdown pass. And he took to Twitter after the game, and he says, I praise you 24-7, and this is how you do me. You expect me to learn from this. How? I'll never forget this, ever. Thanks, though. So a little blame God action from Stevie Johnson <laughs> for dropping a game-winning touchdown pass. So that's the number one seed, and Classic. it's going up against the four seed, Cardell Jones, who was in Ohio State at the time, uh, quarterback, and he let loose why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We came to play, we can't come to play school. <laughs> Classes are pointless. So if, if you missed that one, I'll read it to you one more time. Why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless. Going up against Stevie Johnson, I praise you 24-7, and this is how you do me. You expect me to learn from this how. I'll never forget this ever. So those are those are the one against four Ooh. in the football division. I gotta take the uh, why should we go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school because I've seen that one before and that one's great. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Cardell Jones one. Uh, that one is uh, like a classic. Like this guy still doesn't understand how college works. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Like he thought he was in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a win for Cardell Jones in the first one. The next one, Deshaun Jackson, July 2012. This has been deleted. Deshaun, can you please tweet this for the ESPYs party tonight? Quotes, chilling at the at ESPYs Nokia pre-party. It's awesome. So instead of just, you know, tweeting what they wanted him to tweet, he accidentally (laughs) tweeted the whole section. So (laughs) that is tough. And it's going up against Stevie Johnson again. Stevie Johnson is back. Um... (laughs) This time in April 2013, he said, War is nothing to be played with. I apologize, North Korea, but if you do bomb first, bomb Foxborough, Massachusetts, and Sealy Bill's Mafia. 
<laughs> so oh I think God. I think this one actually got him cut. It was like a big deal. So uh, tough. But it's going up against Deshaun. Can you please tweet this for the SP's party tonight? <laughs> I'll go with Stevie Johnson just because that one's just outrageous. Like if like the tweet was so unbelievable, you got cut. Like yeah, that's that's a new level. Although Deshaun. Yeah, I'm going to go with Deshaun, too. So Deshaun's going to advance. Uh, so the final is Deshaun Jackson's tweet against Cardell Jones's tweet. Uh, why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless against Deshaun. Can you please tweet this for the ESPYs party tonight, chilling at the at ESPYs? I'm going so. with Cardell. Sam. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good winner out of that division. So he wins the football division. All right, next up we got the basketball division. And there are literally a million to choose from. The old NBA player tweets, there's like, I can't even describe how many there are. But the number one seed, pretty unanimous. I think it's pretty obvious which one it has to be. Kevin Durant, Scarlett Johansson, I will drink your bath water, hashtag random. That's, it's been used, it's still up to this day, Uh, It's been retweeted countless times. It's from January 2011. So that's the number one seed going up against the four seed. And I've never had my opinion change of a guy so much as after I saw this. Cody Zeller, February 2012. This one's just creepy. I'm giving out free kisses tomorrow to all cute girls so nobody feels left out. There's there's plenty to go around. I got a family-sized bag of them. So that is the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is so bad. It like I I'm not sure why I hadn't seen this before, but this one is terrible. So Cody Zeller against KD. I gotta take KD just because of the dot 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 hashtag random. That's nice. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, our boy Zeller here, Cody. <laughs> Let's go. You're too you're creeped out by this one. I, it's so I, creepy I, that I think I gotta give it a dub here and. Also, I got a dock points for Kevin. I think he spelled Johansson wrong. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he spelled J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S-O-N. It's I'm more never... like Johannesson. Yeah, he, he messed that one up. Okay. I'm I'm I'll give the win to, to Cody Zeller. I think okay. he I think I'd never because I'd never seen this before, it's the shock value. Yeah. And it's still it's still up as well, so you can go <laughs> find that one. Um the number two seed, once again, Kevin Durant. This one from just this two years ago. Uh, he said, he replying to somebody asking why he followed his girlfriend on Instagram, and he said, my bad, I accidentally pressed follow and liked all her pics. My phone's tripping. That's a Kevin Durant classic right there. Going up against the three seed, Steven Jackson, who said, somebody tells Serg Abaka, S-E-R-G-A-B-A-K-A, he ain't about this life. Next time he run up, run up on me, I'm going in his mouth. That's a promise he doing too much. So you got Steven Jackson against KD there. Steven Jackson. Same. You, you like Serge Ibaka? Yeah. Oh, that's the classic, funny. The classic, I'm on my phone, but I'm still going to pretend I can't type your name correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's lowercase S-E-R-G capital A-B-A-K-A. <laughs> So nice. So the finals is uh, the three against the four. Cody Zeller. I'm giving out free kisses tomorrow to all cute girls, so nobody feels left out. There's plenty to go around. I got a family-sized bag of them going up against Stephen Jackson. Somebody tell Sir Gabaka. Period. He ain't about this life. Period. Next time you run up, run up on me, I'm going in his mouth. Period. That's a promise. Period. He doing too much. Period. Although Cody. 
Yeah, let's go with Cody. That's like you said, shock value. That's just an unreal tweet. So we got Cody Zeller and uh, our boy Cardell Jones picking it up in the finals. I wanted to do like a baseball hockey division, but there's like nothing. Nobody mm-hmm. has any like you know really good old hockey or baseball tweets. So I had to go to the world of English football, and th- this is another category where there is literally no shortage of options to choose from the one seed i think it's kind of a classic i'd never seen it before but i think it's because i don't follow it it's cristiano ronaldo uh thank you for thank you all for participating in the cr7 boys underwear competition it's been a real pleasure to see all your photos <laughs> a little lost in translation there maybe is, is that famous adam like is that like a popular one yeah i remember this one nice that's okay. your boy alex that's my guy Mm-hmm. And he's going up against another guy, Wayne Rooney, who has a a whole laundry list of great tweets. But this one, he says, at Wayne Rooney, he starts the tweet with at Wayne Rooney. So he's talking to himself. I'll put you asleep within 10 seconds, you little girl. Don't say stuff and not follow up on it. I'll be waiting. So a little self-threat there going up against uh, the boys' underwear competition. They're both weird. But Wayne Rooney's is a little, like, I don't know, like, that's just, keep that to yourself, dog, you know? Ronaldo is a classic, like, he didn't realize until after he, like, posted the tweet that it was, like, pretty That's weird. what makes it better. He probably never realized because, yeah, like, probably... his English is, like, probably so broken that he's like, oh, this is normal. <laughs> so just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why, yeah, I'm going to go with CR7. Yeah, wow. I'll take CR7. <laughs> Big win for CR7. Um, the number two seed in this conference is uh, Michael Owen, who I think played for Newcastle. He, I looked this guy up. He's got like he could have made this list a hundred times. This is one of the biggest weirdos going. The first one just says, "Just ran over a rabbit, devastated." That's the whole tweet. So just you know, mourning yeah. the loss of I don't know, killing a rabbit. And then he's up again in the three seed because he needs his own little special bracket where he says. He's responding to somebody and he says, at the guy, hilarious when your picture has a big roll of fat hanging over your shorts, had a successful life, have you, peasant. So the guy's really, he's, oh my he's God. a bit of a menace to society, this guy, killing rabbits and then just attacking people. So I had to give him his own little bracket there. Uh, I'll vote for just ran over a rabbit, period, devastated, period. <laughs> Yeah, that's I can nice feel that one update. too. Yeah. That one might just be like genuine, actually. Yeah. So that's fair enough. Big big win for the rabbit there. And it's going up against uh, <laughs> thank you all for participating in the CR7 boys underwear competition. It's been a real pleasure to oh, see Oh, CR7, easy. Yeah, yeah. easy. It, it was a big favorite as a one seed coming in. It was going to be hard to top when I found out it was real. Uh, the last one, I didn't really have another sport, so I just went for kind of like some infamous ones. Uh, Kevin Durant, when he thought he was tweeting from the burner, is the number one seed where he's talking about himself, and it's at Kevin Durant, and he says he didn't like the organization he was playing for or playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't that good. It was just him and Russ. Classic, you know. Forgot to log out and just, <laughs> oops, little exposure. And then the other classic, Adam, I don't think you know this, but at one time the Sixers GM was outed for having burners, and he was, like, using them for years on end. And so this guy figured out it was him and said, this you, Brian, question mark? Of course, this is Brian Colangelo. And he says from the burner, which was later confirmed to be him, no, but thanks for the compliment. He is too classy to even engage. <laughs> Worked with him. He's a class act. <laughs> 
So a little self-praise and then a little self-excuse. So I'm from some burners there are the two that are go up in this division. I think it's more silly when an actual like GM is is tweeting from a burner account. Like KD, I totally feel you. Like I get that. But this is just and then now he's denying it too. Um that it's Brian Colangelo. So I'm gonna go with Brian Colangelo. I gotta take KD just for the pure iconic value. Like I feel like everyone has heard of this, so it's a pretty infamous division. I, I think I'm going to go with Brian Colangelo. I think this tweet is just so ridiculous. He is another guy that could have made this list a hundred times. When the guy said that he had, like, the collars on his shirt were abnormally large, and he responded with, they're normal collars, get a yeah. new slant. Like, this guy's just the best, so I got to give him that one. And then uh, the other one, Aisha Curry. She's the two seed. Classic, classic tweet. We've all seen it a hundred times. After the Warriors lost to the Cavs, she tweeted, I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money or ratings. I'm not sure which. I won't be silent. I just saw it live. Sorry. So that's her That's her tweet there. And then the other one, LeBron James. The Cavs were on a losing streak. Kevin Love was the new addition. He was pissed, and he said, stop trying to, be, stop trying to find a way to fit out and just fit in be a part of something special just my thoughts classic you know subtweet mm. against some Aisha I'll take Aisha again just because it's so famous and funny y'all have to go with Aisha too she's quite the person on uh on social media there so so, so we got Aisha in the finals up against uh Brian Colangelo thanks for the compliment but he's he's too classy to even engage work with him he's a class act the classic worked with him yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) this one is too good yeah i like the the at he chose for his burner too enough known sources nice Mm -hmm. very very anonymous stuff uh so that one brian colangelo wins his conference and to run it back here for the final four leading off we got cardell jones which is uh why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless. Going up against Cody Zeller, winner of the basketball conference. I'm giving out free kisses tomorrow to all cute girls so nobody feels left out. There's plenty to go around. I got a family-sized bag. Cardell. Cardell. Cardell because he's just straight-up funny. Cody's is a little creepy. Yeah, I think Cody's a little, it's a little bit cancelable. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe keep that one to yourself, buddy. Maybe I don't keep, know. you keep the family bag. Like, you got, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use it on yourself, dude. It's okay. We're, we're not looking for that one. Yeah. Uh, that's going up against Chris, or sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo, winner of the football division. Thank you all for participating in the CR7 boys underwear competition. It's been a real pleasure to see all your photos. And that's going up against Brian Colangelo from the burner. No, but thanks for the compliment. He's too classy to even engage. Worked with him. He's a class act. CR7. CR7. CR7 against Cardell Jones for the championship of the most infamous sports tweet of all time. Um, damn, this one's tough. I'll take Cardell Jones. That, this is just probably one of the funniest. All right, tweets. and I'm going to take CR7, so Phil's going to have to decide because they're well, both you, great. Is this really Cardell Jones on... tweet still up? I don't yeah. think it is. He was suspended for this tweet. They were they the Ohio State suspended him for a game because of this. Um, it's tough because we're getting like North America against Europe here in this one. But I I think uh, I think the all time winner. If we're just talking, oh man, it's tough. I gotta go. I'm gonna go with Cardell Jones. I guess he wins. 
he wins the whole thing. The CR7 one is too classic, though. It's hard to pick a winner. Those are two mm-hmm. absolute titans. So there you go. Bozo of the week it is. What do you guys have this week? What are you throwing down? So my Bozo of the week is going to be the U.S. men's national team. Um, basically social media. So Okay, get, get a little more specific here. Yeah, it's, it's them. It's the U.S. men's national team Instagram account. So, so like it's an intern. It's like a 20-year-old intern. Yeah, like the poor guy that's just running the U.S. men's national team account. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Bozo so, of the week. Yeah, as my Bozo of the week. So basically what happened is all the players are on international break, right? So everyone's like flying back to their countries, getting ready to play in like World Cup qualifiers. So uh, young Christian Pulisic, who's like the best U.S. men's national team player of all time, showed up wearing like a tiny hat, like, a ridiculously small hat with like a little cartoon of a guy playing soccer on the top. And it looks like he's wearing a toddler hat. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and it kind of looked cool, but uh U S men's national team posted the picture and they said, howdy from Houston with a little hat caption. Right. It's kind of like funny picture. Like, Oh, your hat looks so small. Like, here you go. And then in the comments, Christian went guys with all due respect, can you ask me before you post a pic like this kind of like joking, like, you know, like, guys like the hat looks way too small in this pick like why oh, would like you he's like this? trolling him he's yeah like, he's ah. like trolling he's like ah like maybe ask me next time like <laughs> you know one of those and then the guy deletes the picture so he thought he was being serious so oh. i'm just i'm just doing bozo because you took that a little too seriously like it's just a picture of him wearing a hat so i'm gonna go bozo on actually taking him seriously that's mm. the classic like i'm still on probation like i just got my job like I yeah. don't want to like f up really. It's early, like oh, so. it's like uh, oh, he's actually mad. Like I gotta delete this. <laughs> like I don't want to piss off the star. Like, yeah, like uh-huh. better safe than sorry. Let me delete this. Yeah, like well, you better play it safe there. It's like you get clearance from the boss. Like actually, you know what I'm thinking about here? This would actually not be that fun of a job because you're definitely not like it's not like a probably like a high paying thing. You're probably just like there. I'm not too sure, but like all the players follow it they all see it like it's kind of like a no-win scenario like whatever yeah. you post they could take issue well there's a bunch of people who do this like without getting paid like there's people who just follow like their national team and they just post pictures of players and talk about it so this guy gets paid to do it so i'm sure it's a good job i'm sure he loves it okay but you i feel like i feel too. like if he actually wanted you to delete this you would probably just like talk to you personally and maybe not like comment on your instagram post like that's a little too obvious that he's kind of trolling so yeah all right my bozo of the week this week is the cincinnati bengals now we all saw early this week they got yl collins on a three-year deal big signing because joe burrow's been you know getting killed for the last two years so they're upgrading in the trenches right and then on monday they keep adding to the trenches in the morning they re-sign offensive tackle fred johnson now i've never heard of this guy but you know still some some manpower to the offensive Mm -hmm. line keep beefing up adding some beef you know, can't hate the move. Well, actually you can because they released him 30 minutes after they signed him. Now, I'd never seen this before (laughs) because you'd think like, and they did the whole thing. They tweeted out like, we've signed offensive tackle Fred Johnson. And then 30 minutes later, we've waived offensive tackle Fred Johnson. Now, what happened was apparently it was like a restricted free agent situation where they had signed this guy to like a they were like, all right, we're guaranteeing you a year, but go sign a better contract or whatever. And then they didn't want him anymore, so they just signed him for the year and then just cut him right after. But this is bad karma. Like, 
all of a sudden Joe Burrow might not be looking so good again because Fred Johnson's not there anymore. Mm. So I'm out on the Bengals, and I hope you enjoy losing twice to Mitch Trubisky next year because karma's going to come back and get you for what you did to Fred Johnson. So I yeah. get the Bengals. That O-line's going to be getting crushed now that Fred Johnson isn't there. Exactly. Yeah. You can't As get Lyle Collins and not get Fred Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so. you, I mean, that's like Pippen and Jordan. Exactly. I was hoping this was going to be one of those, like the guy who runs the Twitter account, like <laughs> heard that they signed him, but they actually cut him. So he like tweeted like, oh, we signed him. And then they're like, no, no, no we cut him. And he's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, USMNT situation. Yeah, exactly. We could have had two guys up for Bozo of the Week who are yeah. like, minimum wage workers yeah that would have been a good look for us um alex what do you have this week my bozo is you guys are probably wondering when are we going to talk about it um and we'll talk about it right now outrageous comments and reports coming from jacksonville uh, about urban meyer um and reports were that like he was so clueless about the nfl and like had no idea what was going on that like when they were playing the rams he said who's this 99 guy on the rams <laughs> Um, and you know what? I, I think it's, I think it's true. I don't think there'd be this many people coming out with like reports that this guy was that clueless. Um, I, th- I think it's honestly true. And like, um, I also read reports that he did like a six month NFL deep dive on the NFL. Yep. Um, that's true. And like figured out like, you know, what we're going to do like this, that, um, and to not know to somehow have a six month deep dive and not figure out who Aaron Donald did donald is is tough so he's definitely my bozo they said in the article that his research was mostly divided into like former ohio state and florida players that he had oh, who like ended okay. up in the nfl they okay. also said he didn't know who jamal adams was they said he didn't know who debo samuel was he was like blindsided when they yeah. played them as to who <laughs> these people were they, the full thing was like he walked into the meeting room on the monday before the game against the rams and said to a guy I heard this 99 fella could, you know, be a problem. So be an issue. Like, you want to tell, tell me, me about him? Guy is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me now, please. Like, seriously. Come like 15 on. minutes like, before game. Like, I need yeah. to know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You, like, you didn't tell me about this guy like before? What? Um, yeah. At first, when you told the story, I kind of thought that was like a sarcastic, who's this 99 guy? But that's just, that's ridiculous. And the fact that, the fact that Urban Meyer didn't get nominated for Bozo of the Year last year was unbelievable but it was I, a stacked field it yeah. wasn't it was a stacked field but i feel like he'll make a comeback i don't think he will <laughs> i think it's over unfortunately <laughs> like i okay oh, i mean like, a, I, I mean a comeback in the bozo of the year field we need some more NFL. stories to come out but yeah yeah good point. i think i think uh as much as okay like urban meyer it being serious he seems like not a great guy like <laughs> When they were talking, when they quoted that thing in the article about how he was telling his players like they couldn't make minimum wage if they weren't football players, like that's kind of a messed up thing to say. But the comedy aspect of him being like, I'm hearing this 99 on the Rams, like might be a problem for us, is so funny that I want to see him coach again selfishly, which I I don't understand who would go play for him, but I I want to see it happen. That is funny. That is funny. Mm -hmm. All right, so our Bozo of the Week candidates this week are the guy who runs the social media page for U.S. men's national soccer team. We've got Urban Meyer, and we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'll get my vote in right now on Urban Meyer. I'll double down on that vote and give him the win. Wow. I'll I'll give it to the Twitter guy, the guy with the Twitter account. Mm. Um, Just just 
he was joking, dude. Like, he was <laughs> just joking. chill out, bro. Just chill out. <laughs> just chill. It's good. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Um, genius of the week time. Uh, I'll, I'll go. My genius of the week this week is Chris Chioza. And uh, I know what you're thinking. Like, you probably never heard of this guy. And if you haven't, that's okay. And if you vaguely have, it's because he's a backup guard in the NBA. And he's found himself on the Warriors now. And uh, Steph Curry's out. So he's been getting some minutes a little bit. And... Uh, on Twitter, a disgruntled fan named at Sneaker Love uh, took to Twitter and said, at Steve Kerr, I better not be seeing at Chioza 11 lil ass on the floor tonight or I'm pulling up on both of y'all. So that's what he says to start the conversation. So Sneaker Love is like trying to voice his opinions. He's doing a casual at Steve Kerr, like Steve Kerr's never going to see it. Steve Kerr's like son is managing the Twitter account. But when you at Chris Chioza, there's a decent chance he might see it. So Chris mm. Chioza replies, you want the Addy question mark? And so he's saying, pull up on me, pull up on me. I'm not going to like, I'm not here for the disrespect. So Sneaker Love comes back and goes, yeah, send it. Like, and here's the thing from Sneaker Love's point of view. That's a win-win. You're intimidating him because you're not backing down. And it's not like Chris Chioza is going to actually send you his address. And it's not like an athlete would ever do that. Well... Chris Chioza is a little crazy in the head, and he's up for Genius of the Week because he responded with 33 Tahama Street, San Francisco, California, 94105, United States of America. He just gave him his address. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Hold on. Was this a DM? Or like they're no. Just having... oh right on God. Twitter. You could have DM the guy, man. Come on. And don't give this... your address like that. Is this like his house, or is that like the Warriors practice facility or something? I think it's his house, dude. I, I, house. I, I think this guy's just built a little different, and he's a little crazy in the head. So just gave him his address right away. Chris Chioza, up for Genius wow. of the Week. Let's go. I love that. Um, I'll go here with my Genius of the Week, and it kind of – kind of actually relates to Phil's uh, bozo where it was kind of like, you know, the whole mess up with the waivers and, and all that stuff. Oh, um, I knew this was coming. Yeah, I got to. The NHL has been great for content, actually. Um, if you guys aren't NHL fans, you guys should, you know, chime in here on the next couple of weeks because it's been some good stuff here. And my genius is the rules um, because some NHL teams forgot that the rules apply, haven't done enough research, and two teams in particular, the first one, the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously they've been having a horrible month and just so much good stuff coming from there. Um, they signed, they've been having goalie troubles, so they signed some guy called Harry Sateri. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, goalie from Finland, 28 years old, and they put him on waivers once they signed him for the purpose of clearing because they need goalie help really bad. And I guess there's a rule in the NHL that when you, sign a guy or whatever you got to put him on waivers he's got to clear before he can come back and play for your team and they thought you know no one's going to claim him. well lo and behold the arizona coyotes just straight up claimed him they're like no we're taking him you guys are not getting the goal you thought you were going to get from europe um we're taking him too bad so sad um and they just claimed him and it was a travesty leafs fans were were crying it was a disaster and then dubas followed up their gm and said well you know last three years we've led the league in claimed players because obviously Toronto can't fit all of their superstars on the team. So sometimes you got to put a guy on waivers, right? Right, Phil? Oh, yeah. Like they're they're so, just they're just so good that like you you can't fit them all on the roster. So sometimes you gotta you Sometimes gotta they're them. so good you just gotta offer them to the rest of the league for free. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like you can't even get value back. So that's tough. And second, Vegas, um they're having some salary cap troubles and the trade deadline was two days ago, I believe. 
Um, and they had to send a guy to that. They, they wanted to trade this guy called Evgeny Dadnov to clear some cap. But for some reason, they didn't realize that he had a no trade clause, which I think is a horrible excuse. They're, they're trying to. So he was acquired from Ottawa to Vegas and Vegas was trying to send him to, to Anaheim. There's they're somehow trying to blame it on Ottawa for not disclosing his like no trade clause. You should know that he has a trade clause. Like one no of the most like, ridiculous excuses ever. Like, well, when so we got dark. him, like we didn't know that he had one. Like, like he has can, an agent. You could call the agent. Yeah, like you can call the agent. Like I can find on salary uh, cap friendly, like right now, and figure out all the players that have no trade clauses. It's literally not that hard. And it, like maybe like you know brush up on the no trade clause, like for your players. Like maybe be aware that it, like and then because there was an issue, like did he submit it? Did he not? That's literally the horrible excuse. Like. Figure out if the guy has a no trade clause and then move him. Now they're in shit. They can't even get some of their players back because they have salary cap concerns. So the rules are geniuses for still being the rules. You you're a big fan of the, these rules. It was That's, a good week for rules. Yeah, rule guy, Alex. I'm a make rule sure, guy. Make sure it's on the record. Adam, what do you have this week? Uh so my genius of the week is gonna be retirement. So we talked about it partly on the show, but Jamal Crawford retired after twenty years in the NBA. So he retired at forty two. And then there were other athletes uh, talking about retirement. There was Latan. Phil mm. sent me this one. But, uh, he Read was, the quote. Yeah, he was just talking about the prospect of retirement. And he said, I think the greatest sadness will be yours, as you won't get to watch me play anymore. You should enjoy it now because you'll never see the likes of me again. So that's classic Zlatan, if you don't know him. He's a really cocky guy. And he's kind of right. I mean, he's a, like one of the great strikers of all time. And he's like very entertaining. So good for him there. Mm-hmm. And he's also right because when you ret- when he actually retires, you will not be able to see him yeah, again. Yeah, so a little bit of a genius there. And then uh, the other retiring athlete I want to talk about is Ash Barty. I don't know if you guys saw this, but she's the number one ranked women's tennis player, and she retired at the age of 25 saying, I'm spent. I just know physically I have nothing more to give, and that for me is success. And I think this is genius because I think you retire as the number one at 25, then forever you have that, like, I was number one at 25. Like, I could have kept going if I wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going out on top. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm kind of curious what your guys' take on, like, the whole early retirement situation or if you guys would be like, you know, we have two ends of the spectrum here. We have Jamal Crawford retiring at 42 or we have this girl retiring at 25 when she's number one in the <coughs> world, so... All right, so here, here's my thing because I have kind of a big opinion on this. Okay. I'm more of the fan of retiring and finishing on top. Um, and I think we've seen too many close calls with trying to drag it out as long as possible and then your career kind of ending on like a, uh, like not the best note. Um, 25 is pretty damn early. Like, don't get me wrong. Incredibly retire. early. Incredibly early. Like, that's prime time. Like, prime career time. Like, pre-prime. Yeah, like, probably pre-prime. pre-prime. Yeah. Like, she's entering her prime at 25. Um, but you you look at Brady here. Um, Whoa. Re- I think he should have retired at, like, when, when he beat the Chiefs. That would have been, like, the ultimate one on top. But a closer one, um, I guess, more relatable one would be Federer. Um, he could have retired on top. He's like 37, 38, and he basically doesn't really play in tournaments anymore. Like he'll play like one a year and he'll get knocked out in the second round. Um, and I know he won a grand slam maybe like in 2018, 2019. Um, and then thought he had more gas left and then just 
you know, like he's not winning another Grand Slam again just because he can't like even get to the quarterfinals. So I think it's better if you, I guess, retire a little earlier on top than like milking it out towards the end and then you kind of, you know, don't really finish the strong. My whole yeah. take here is that these players are geniuses because they kind of know when they should retire. Like she said, she's happy being up top at 25 and she's done and she's happy with it. Then good for you. You can retire. Whereas Latan's like, I don't want to retire yet. Like as long as I can play, I want to play. And for him, it's like good for you. Like keep doing what you're doing, you know? Knowing your own body. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I respect so it. So our genius of the week this week, we got retirement. We got Chris Chioza. And we got the rules. <laughs> Stacked field. <laughs> it is. It's it's right up in the race right now. I'm gonna go with uh, retirement. Like I respect. I respect choices. You know whether you're Jamal Crawford or Ashley Barty. Uh, respect it. Wow, big vote coming for Adam. Uh, I'll vote Chris Chioza. So we uh, we could do a three way tie. We yeah, could just admit a could. tie. But I think we'll have. I'm thinking I'm going to give it to retirement. Let's go. I think retirement's going to get the win this week. So shout out to retirement on getting the genius of the week. Stacked field. It was. Mm. It was. It was very tight. Um, once again, if you're looking to get in touch with Chris, 33 Tahama Street, San Francisco, California, nine four one zero five. And I looked Anyways. up a picture of this guy, and he's like kind of scary looking. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he was not messing around, dude. <laughs> yeah. I know, crazy. Uh, no conclusive evidence. I have a no conclusive evidence. It's kind of a viral marketing scheme because this week I was scrolling through my TikTok and I came across this like, you know, those like small, you know, you can tell when it's kind of like a low budget operation, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and this guy, but it's like, you know, like a respectable, like he still like makes money off of it, but it's like, it's not like it's like a, yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's not yeah. like a big th- like production here. Anyway, I came across this video and this guy's talking all about this new movie on Netflix called Windfall. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but he's talking about it, and he's like, it, it, "It's he's like it was it was super enjoyable. It has only three cast members: Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons, and Lily Collins." Oh, I I'm saw like, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, like I know all these three people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have any opinion on the three of them. Like, I like them. Like, they're all okay. Um, and he like loved the movie. He was like, "This was a great movie. Watch it." So I pull it up. I watched it. It was the most average movie I ever seen. And I was like, am I just like, is it like just me? So I went and I checked the reviews and the reviews are like 40%, 50%. So I'm like, it wasn't just me. So viral marketing scheme. I think that these studios are paying these guys like in the little middle ground to like hype up the movie, make it seem organic. And then it just inflates it because the guy made it sound so good. He's like three cast members, Jason Siegel. I'm like, okay, like I know Jason Siegel. Like I'll watch this movie. It was not so average so i'm not going to tell you anything about the movie but you don't really need to watch it i just think this is a new thing that's going on so no conclusive evidence i think we're going to see a whole lot more of these videos i 100 percent agree because you're scrolling through a tiktok and you're like whoa like there's this guy that's sitting in his basement he's got like a pulp fiction poster on the back like he means business yeah he's wearing a little like hippie like toque or whatever like he's uh, not there to be bought out yeah like he just made his like cold brew coffee this morning like freshly (laughs) like from scratch and he's talking to me about this like kind of low-key movie like he probably means business you know yeah and then i totally i don't fault you for getting like you know scooped in there i got sucked into the trap yeah it's a trap so i'm gonna i I think i think that's not far from from the truth 
yeah, I'm going to go less conspiracy road here and go, because I just, upon looking up the movie, it looks like everyone's just complaining that it's too, like, slow and boring. I'm just going to go a little less conspiracy and be like, it's one of those movies where if you're, like, a movie person, you probably, like, appreciate those fine details or whatever. Mm, but People saying it's... No, 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 no. People say it's slow. It's 87 minutes. It's not long. Yeah, but I just saw, oh, it's like, like nothing happens issues, in the in the last 30 minutes of the movie whatever like i feel like it's one of those movies where it's like unless you're like a deep movie person you're just not going to care for it and he's probably like oh my god so incredible three cast members you can make 87 minutes up like no one cares dude it's just not that good like watch it if you want it's really just not that enjoyable maybe i will I don't think you will. You're not really a movie or a TV. You know guy, what? So. I'll watch it right after this. <laughs> okay. You can do it in an afternoon. Trust me. Um, what do you have this week, Alex? Um, so my my kind of no conclusive was what I mentioned earlier there with the Panthers trying to get Baker. I'll just quickly, no conclusive, like get Baker. But I found a quick other one here while I was scrolling through Twitter um, for my no conclusive evidence. Uh, Jimmy Butler. And I just kind of told it to you guys when we were off the air. Um, Jimmy Butler said, I do want to win a championship. We all know that. But if I'm too locked in, I forget about everything else, everybody else. And I don't want to do that. No conclusive evidence. Don't worry, boss. You can stay locked in. That's okay. <laughs> you can stay locked in. That's all good. Just stay locked in, buddy. Like you, no, like That's he's... what you need to win a championship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying too hard to win a championship is a-okay. Yeah, like we said, the classic two locked in. Like, yeah, I got to try a little less hard. Yeah, what Trust happened on the test? Why'd you get forty five percent? I just I was too focused. I like, studied yeah. way too much. Yeah, I exactly. tried way too hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone's gonna be mad if you like you're not shooting them back a text during like the finals. Yeah, like, it's, it's I think okay. It's cool. I think they'll hey, let Jimmy, it slide. The only time you were too locked in in your career, you you won fourteen playoff games and made the finals. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not such a bad thing. I don't know. Um, Baker though, quickly. I don't know why I have so many Baker opinions today, but I saw this TikTok last night. I sent it to Adam, and it was two pictures of Mitch Trubisky in a Steeler uniform saying "I love you," and then it was Baker Mayfield in a Steeler uniform saying "But it's catchy," and. <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't know. Might just do a threat. Mm-hmm. Make the quarterback room really full. Mm. Rudolph Haskins, uh, rookie quarterback Baker Trubisky. A lot of personality in there. Could work out. I don't know. It would. It would just be the most Baker and Carolina thing where it's like, oh, we don't like each other, and then it's like, you know what? After getting to know each other a little bit more, we found that we were right for each other. <laughs> yeah. They just start the season together. <laughs> it's it's coming for it's sure. Coming. That's the most Baker thing ever. Adam, no conclusive evidence? Uh, mine is a uh, little short and sweet, and we kind of talked about it earlier, but I just think the Dolphins are, first of all, going to have a worse record than last year. I feel like that's a given. Well, what maybe were they it's last not a given. Year? They were 9-8 and eight because of that seven-game win streak. So they're not going to go above 500 this year, and Cute. I w- almost want to say that they're going to be the last team in the division. And I know they're in the same division as the Jets, so if Owen was here, maybe I'd have some air support. But I feel like it'll be a tight race at the bottom. But they're not going to be wow. a good team. That's my take. I'm a, I'm I'm in. I'm on the Dolphins this year. I'm in oh. on the Dolphins. I don't know how you can get worse <laughs> getting the best O lineman and the, one of the best wide receivers. I know I, how you can get worse. You don't get to play the Jets, Texans, Giants, Jets, uh, Ian Book all in a row. That's all right, how you that's get worse. true. Fair, that is true. But they get hey, the Jets twice. Fair game. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but the Jets have Uzama now. Don't forget. So mm, and K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, their uh-huh. answer to Gesicki. Yeah, just stick them on him. He playing both sides of the ball like Pop Warner. Yeah, um, uh, good show, good show. Yeah, high fives all around to everybody. It was an afternooner, so if anything broke into the evening window, like during the show, Malcolm Butler signed with the Patriots. Um, if anything broke in the evening window, sorry, but uh, to all the people out there, enjoy the Sweet Sixteen. Have a good weekend. Enjoy that hot weather. Owen and- will be back on Sunday in the studio, so get excited for that. Adam, what's up? Um, if you don't watch soccer, there's the last window of World Cup qualifiers for pretty much every continent this week, these next two weeks. So maybe tune in for the Canadian mm-hmm. fans. Canada has some big games. For the Algeria fans, big games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Canada, US, US team, they have good games. Um, if you want to watch African qualifiers, they play a little different system. So they just play the same team twice. Whoever wins goes to the World Cup. So a little more passion there, a little more excitement. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say tune in. Even if you don't watch soccer, you might enjoy it. We're an Algeria nice. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've yeah. got some downloads over there for sure. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything, anything you want to say, Alex? NBA went by quick. Like I texted Phil, like, I mean, the Raps only have like nine games, uh, all the other teams. Yeah. Nine, 10, 11 games. So it's coming down to the wire here and, uh, I can like smell the playoffs in the air. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's getting to be that time. If you're listening to this, when it comes out, Canada plays Costa Rica tonight. So tune in. It'll be good. Mm. You mean Thursday? Yeah. When the pod comes out. Yeah. Good. Good, because it is Wednesday, so yeah, I was yeah. a little confused. I, I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to drop it before <laughs> o'clock on Wednesday, in case you're wondering. Um, no. Uh, okay. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Um, enjoy. Bye.